guys welcome back to inside the dome thank you to ANF, as always for that amazing intro i'm carl jacob i'm joined today with john dadero john how are you doing oh, i'm tired I'm not gonna lie uh i had a pretty busy day uh shout out to u92 the moose the radio station at wvu i've been working for that doing some work for that so definitely go check that out but i'm a bit tired but it's a fun topic today so i'm very excited uh, talk about fantasy today yeah for sure uh week two just got wrapped up uh when you're listening to this week three will start tonight niners versus giants um so make sure you have all your fantasies lined up for thursday before we rock and roll into this week for football but let's talk about fantasy football this week because it was very interesting yes um couple key injuries uh happen and some people may be missing some running backs some quarterbacks uh wide receivers tight ends defenses so let's talk about this fantasy so let's start with quarterbacks first things first let's talk about ryan Tannehill. ryan Tannehill got 21.04 points he's rostered <laughs> on 4.7 percent of teams fun fact he's rostered on my team and he was a bum week one. He was absolutely uh, horrible. Uh, we he, was have both the, fl- he was on the dud list last week. Really? Number one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's all, he was on my fantasy team because uh, we have a super flex position. And he was in the super flex position. And he got me, like, two points. <laughs> this week he bounced back against the Chargers. 21 points. Not too bad for uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, the only concern with me with Ryan Tannehill is how long he's going to play and having him on my fantasy team kind of scares me because I need to get past the, his bye week and him still playing because, well, not his bye week, Gino's bye week, because if he gets yanked, I don't want, uh, to not have a quarterback for one week in fantasy. That will not be good. Yeah. So Um, it's kind of hit or miss with Tannehill in my opinion. Yeah, Tannehill did not make the stud list for me, but um, I'd say he still had a good week. I'll say this one thing about quarterbacks. This week for quarterbacks was a lot better than last week. Last week, there really weren't many great performances. A lot of quarterbacks under 20 points. This week, there were a good amount of quarterbacks that had at least 20 points or more, like guys like Lamar Jackson and others. But the standout in the quarterback position from week two Daniel Jones, of all quarterbacks, Daniel Jones had the best week in fantasy football. He had 30.74 points uh, against the Cardinals. Big comeback game that Daniel Jones was very involved with. But looking at next week for him, uh, actually tonight, uh, he plays the 49ers. No Saquon Barkley, too. One of the big injuries in fantasy football. So... If you want to get Matt Breida, I recommend getting Matt Breida potentially. But Daniel Jones, uh, do you think he's going to do anything relevant this week? Probably not. Yeah. 
that Niners defense is hard. If they do, they're a lot better. Uh, if the Giants uh, offense does do something, they're a lot better than the Steelers. That's for sure. <laughs> true. Uh, um, next guy I got on the stud list, Kirk Cousins. 28 points for Kirk Cousins. Uh, very impressive week. Uh, it was going against the Eagles team, so I bet a lot of fantasy managers were probably scared to start Kirk Cousins. Um, but he had a very good week, 28 points. Uh, he's been doing pretty well. Next week he plays the Chargers, who two weeks ago Tua had the best week in fantasy against the Chargers. So Kirk Cousins, uh, we will see. Uh, another quarterback on the stud list, Josh Dobbs. Of all people, Carlin, do you know anybody that is owning Josh Dobbs right now? Yeah, believe it or not, yes. Because I'm in a 14 man league, and the one dude wasn't there, and he got stuck with Josh Dobbs. <laughs> wow, I felt bad. Yeah, I feel yeah. bad. Uh, he has he had 25 fantasy points this week in week two, but it's against the Giants. So next week he plays the Cowboys. So I put a little note by Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, I do not recommend picking him up. I really don't. If you're in a 10-man, 14-man, he's there. Don't get him. He's going to suck very bad this week against the Cowboys defense. So, I would not get him. Another guy who was on waivers in some of my leagues at one point, Russell Wilson had a nice week, 25.92 fantasy points. Uh, Very impressive. And I don't know how long that's going to last. The Broncos play the Dolphins next week, so that could be very hit or miss for him. But Russell Wilson is starting to cook, starting to cook a little bit. The offense is looking better under Sean Payton, but plays the Dolphins, so only start him if you're forced to. If your starter's injured, he's really a backup at most. But last guy here, I'll ask you about your opinion about him. Uh, Jalen Hurts finally had a nice week. Week one wasn't as good. I think he might have made the dub list last week, not sure, but he had 25 fantasy points. Uh, Carlin, what do you think, just even beyond fantasy here, what do you think about this offense and Jalen Hurts so far? Yeah, this week was mainly a running week for um They didn't throw the ball as much, and it kind of hurt uh, with the weapons besides Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah. We'll um, get to one of them later. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not thrilled about it. But... um. Yeah, no, he's doing a lot better, uh, especially with that uh, quarterback sneak they have. Oh, yeah. And they will do it on fourth and goal. So, yeah, for sure, they're going to get touchdowns with him. But other than that, I don't know. He's always hit or miss, I feel like. Yeah. I'd say last season I had him in fantasy, and he was great for me. This year he started a bit slow. We'll see how his consistency lies. Next week, he plays the Buccaneers, who actually have a pretty good defense, good defensive line. So I think the QB sneak might be a little bit more tricky. And I think the whole... Usually the Bucks have been good at stopping the run in the past. But we'll see. He is a tough matchup against the Buccaneers. But the dud list for quarterbacks. Oof, there are some rough ones here. Um... Some very rough ones. Some of these guys, if you're starting him, I don't know why, but the first guy, this is a personal guy for me because he was my starting quarterback in my 10-man league. Trevor Lawrence. 
Trevor Lawrence has been very disappointing in fantasy football so far. Last week, he had 14 points. This week, he had nine. And there were three passes he made that could have been touchdowns, but the receiver each time didn't get their, both their feet in. So that kind of hurt his fantasy day. But Trevor Lawrence has been very mid so far. Uh, very mid overall. Uh, next week, he plays the Texans, who he has struggled against. But Trevor Lawrence, you're on the dud list. Not good for you. You better rebound next week, or I will be starting Geno Smith with Carlin. So you better improve. <laughs> uh, next guy here, I'd like to hear your thoughts about him. He did have a terrible fantasy week, but I put him on the dud list because he's been very underwhelming in general. Joe Burrow, uh, this week, he had 15 fantasy points, which was a step up from before. And I'll mention one of his receivers. Actually, both his receivers are on the list later on. So we'll get to them later. But Joe Burrow, not a great start, Carlin. How are you feeling about Joe Burrow? And what would you tell Joe Burrow owners? I were going to say, what would you tell Joe Burrow to play? <laughs> I don't know. It's not time to worry just yet, honestly. Um, Bengals start 0-2 last year. He's just not looking too hot. You got Monday night against the Rams. Um, Rams defense. Uh, you got Aaron Donald. That's really about it, in my opinion. I know Jalen Ramsey's not the Super Bowl 57 team that we saw a couple. Uh, not, no, wait. We just have 57, right? Sorry, 56 team. Uh, it's not the 56 team we had. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't panic too, too much with him. But the only guy I would panic with is next on the list, Justin Fields. Oh, he Justin had, Fields. He had 14 <laughs> points, and it's roughly the same as Burrow. However, this man looks horrible. I would say he's basically Kenny Pickett right now. Hmm. Kenny Maybe Pickett, the mobile. Yeah. Fish. And yes. That's pretty much it with him. Um, obviously, there's the one play where he could have had a wide-open touchdown, and he decided to run up the middle and get sacked. And the same thing kind of like with Kenny, when Kenny should have actually ran it up the middle instead, almost threw an interception. Um, or he did throw an interception. I can't remember. I blocked out most of that Monday night game, to be honest. Um, but anyways, uh, he literally said, yeah, um, it's coaching. It's me, which, I mean, it is coaching, but you're a three-year guy. You should know whether to run up the middle or scan the field and see where it's at. Um, There's also the one clip going around from last year against the Lions, where it's like the end of the second quarter, and um, it's uh, saying Justin Fields has no offense of line, and literally no Detroit line pressured him. And Fields literally threw an interception right to the <laughs> oh, dude. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, that was oh my gosh. But, uh, I mean, he's normally great for fantasy, so I've heard. But yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because Justin Fields last season, even when he wasn't as great, he was still doing great with fantasy because this was rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. But we haven't seen that yet. I'm also very sad right now. I'm on the fantasy app. And Austin Eckler right now is projected zero points as we're recording this. So I'm a sad man because 
his replacement is currently on the dud list. Spoiler. So we'll get into him later. But I'm very sad about that. Uh, you did mention Kenny Pickett, and I didn't put him on the list because I made most of this during Monday. But Kenny Pickett, I would put on the dud list too. But if you're starting him right now, shame on you. He's really a backup with potential boom ability. He only had 10 points this past week. So, I mean, if you're starting Kenny Pickett, I don't know what you're doing. But I'm going to I'm gonna jump ship down too. And same thing with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had 8.4 points. Why are you starting Zach Wilson, honestly, <laughs> if you have Zach Wilson? The only way you did it is if you had Rodgers and Rodgers got hurt or uh, – you know, you're in a 14-man league and auto-drafted for you, and you somehow got him. Um, But yeah, Zach Wilson looks absolutely horrible. Zach and he's going gonna, gonna to ruin the Jets season, sadly. Yeah, Zach Wilson, if he is even your backup quarterback, I don't know what you're doing. You would have to be like in an 18-man league for Zach Wilson. There would have to be nobody else available. I'd have Josh Dobbs over Zach Wilson. I would not have Zach Wilson on my fantasy team. He had 8.4 points. If he keeps struggling, I might not even make him a regular on the dud list. I think we'll just know him as a dud. But this was his first week as a starter, so he's getting exposed here. Two other guys, I don't want to talk too much about them. Uh, they're not that interesting, but these two guys also shouldn't be in your starting lineup. Derek Carr is the first one he played on Monday night. So he was a late ad for me because I make most of this during Monday. Uh, he only had 6.72 points, which is not very good at all. I was kind of optimistic with him this season, having Thomas, Olave, eventually Alvalvin Kamaris. May he'll do better later, but it's very underwhelming for him. He plays the Packers next week. I would not start him. I would not start most of these guys. I would start the top three guys on the dud list still. Lawrence, Burrow, and Fields. Unless you have a better option on the bench, but the top three are still startable. The other guy, Jimmy G, only had 7.5 fantasy points, threw two picks last game. Uh, they play the Steelers. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Carlin, do you think Jimmy G will go off against the Steelers for fantasy purposes? No, but I think Josh Jacobs will. Oh, we'll get to him. We will get to him. I, th- I think we'll get to him. Let me see. Did we get to him? Yeah, yes, we, we do, do get to him. him. Okay. Uh, before we get to the duds of running backs, because I think I've spoiled a couple of them already, let's talk about studs first. And I'm very mad with these first two guys on the stud list because one of them was on my bench, and the other guy I was unable to get off of waivers, and I should have picked him up last week, but I was dumb. First guy, Brian Robinson Jr. Had 28 fantasy points. 28.9, I should say. Um... He had two total touchdowns, good running game. He was involved in the passing game too, which is a development because normally that is Antonio Gibson who does the majority of that. But Brian Robinson, I mean, he should be in your starting lineup in my opinion. No matter what, he plays the Bills this upcoming week. But Brian Robinson Jr., good running back. Uh, Week one, he had 13 points. Week two, 28. So if you have a running back that's getting at least 10 plus points a week, they're startable in my opinion. So, Brian Robinson, have him in your starting lineup, unless you're in an eight-man league or something, and you have other options. But, next guy, uh, Carlin, were you ever able to pick this guy off of waivers in your league, or was he already taken? DeAndre Swift? 
Uh, one above him. I didn't mention him yet. Oh, well. No. Uh, Kyron Williams. Uh, yeah, Rams. Do I have Kyron Williams? No, I do not. And we just had breaking news a couple hours before this. Cam Akers got traded to the Vikings, right? Yeah, the Vikings. Uh, so then Kyron Williams should be the number one running back down in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah he's I mean, been he had a great, great. He had a, he had a great week, um, putting up 28 points against the Niners' defense. They were actually able to get a running game going, unlike the Steelers. Then again, <laughs> the Steelers' offense was barely able to get anything running in general um, against the Niners. But, hey, 28 points against the Niners' defense, that's really impressive. Uh, so, Kyron Williams, shout out to him. Yeah, um... You mentioned the Rams' offense. I think the Rams' offense has just been very good, surprisingly. But you do mention the uh, the Viking situation. We might as well talk about it since we're covering all things fantasy. So Cam Akers is now with the Vikings. So Alexander Madison owners, should you panic? Maybe, I would say. Um, Cam Akers hasn't been great. He tore his Achilles a couple years ago. And I don't know if he's really been the same running back since, though he did end last season very well. So, but this past, uh, this season, week one, he had like 22 carries for like 28 rushing yards. So his efficiency hasn't been there. And obviously Kyron Williams replaced him. So I don't see Cam Akers as being a legit threat to Madison. I think Madison is still RB1. I would still start him in your fantasy lineups if you have to as your RB2 or flex. But it is a development. I would not pick up Cam Akers on waivers expecting much right now. Unless you're in a deep league. He could become the main backup. They do have Ty Chandler too. But it is a development. And you should follow it though. Um, Next guy, Carlin. You already said his name. But DeAndre Swift with the Eagles. Uh, 27.1 fantasy points after having nothing last week. He made the dud list last week too but because Kenneth Gainwell did everything but this week Gainwell was injured and Swift came in now Gainwell might be back so honestly Swift owners I would maybe start him but proceed with caution because I don't know how it's gonna be used but after that performance last week against the Vikings I mean I don't know why they wouldn't use him I mean he was just incredible but Next guy on the stud list, Saquon Barkley. And, Carlin, this is sad. Um, he had 27 fantasy points, but now he's injured for at least a couple weeks. What do you think about Saquon? Is Do you think the injury bug is back for him that was gone right. last season? Uh, right now, no. Um, obviously, he's going to be week to week, mm-hmm. they said. It's most likely going to be around three weeks. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, no, that whole uh, offense basically surrounds him. So, yeah. yeah. Poor Saquon. Poor Saquon owners. A lot of poor owners out there. Eckler owners, Nick Chubb owners, too. We'll get into his replacements later. Uh, Saquon replacement, real quick, is Matt Breida. So... If you want to get Matt Breida, I don't know how he's going to do against the 49ers, but I would not expect much from Matt Breida this week. But he is fast. He is fast. 
I'll say that. But moving on, I got three more guys here. Two of them are kind of personal picks. Uh, Raheem Mostert for the Dolphins had 25.7 fantasy points. Good week for Raheem Mostert, who, while Jeff Wilson is on IR, he is the starter. And he plays the Broncos next week, who the Broncos have not been as well on defense. You just saw Brian Robinson score 28 fantasy points against the Broncos' defense. So Raheem Mostert, have him in your starting lineup, I would say. Um, Next two guys, Rashad White. Uh, He had 21.3 fantasy points. Big step up because he might have been on the the dud list last week. And he came back with 21 fantasy points, had a touchdown, had multiple receptions. He has a lot of volume, but he plays the Eagles this upcoming week. So Eagles defense is tough, I would say. But Stevenson had 15 points last week with the Patriots. So we will see. And the final guy on the stud list, personal guy. Uh, Carlin, do you have this guy on your team? Uh, do I have him on my team? James Cook. I do not have James Cook on my team. Yeah, James Cook of the Buffalo Bills had 19.9 fantasy points. He could have had more, but Latavius Murray and Damian Harris stole touchdowns from him, which might be an ongoing theme this season. But James Cook is getting a lot of volume, getting work in the receiving game, too. Uh, they play the Commanders next week, so... James Cook is an RB2, I would say. No matter what, he's getting the volume that you would want to see. So, James Cook, he is there. Uh, So, before we go to our break, we are going to talk about the duds of the running back position. Uh, Carlin, looking at this list, or anybody from your own team, uh, does anybody catch your eye, anybody on your own team that failed you at the running back position? That failed me at the running back position? Yeah. Ooh. Um, at least on your team. Miles Sanders, man. How did he do? He didn't do too great. I know that. I'll look him up right now. Because he was a Monday uh, game as well, so I might not have had the time to add him. He, I can't fully tell how many points he got. He's projected 15 points this week, but... Uh, oh, Ooh, he had yeah, a dud he, week. He's had seven two fantasy weeks. points. 11 against Atlanta, 7 against New Orleans. Now he got to go to Seattle. Yeah, it's not looking good for me having him. I don't know how I could get rid of him. But Well, Sanders, yeah. Was, hey, I could start cool. Khalil Herbert. <laughs> well, speaking of Khalil Herbert, I guess he made the dud list. Khalil yeah, Herbert. Khalil Herbert. Yeah, Khalil Here. Herbert got six point eight points. That that um Bears offense is just a train wreck, dude. Oh, I would yeah. say it's more than a, more of a train wreck than the Steelers offense. It's close. It's very very close, but yeah, actually, I don't know. I would I would say Bears, but that's being biased. Being non biased, I have no idea. But anyways, um, yeah, Khalil Herbert just has been good. That whole offense hasn't been good. Um, and they're just not going to win games the way they're playing. And Leo Herbert would be a nice pick if he actually, they did good. And he hasn't uh, all yeah. of these past two weeks. Yeah. I missed the Khalil Herbert from last season. He was very explosive and they just haven't used him enough. 
Uh, and plus, you got Rashawn Johnson. And actually, Deonta Foreman was a healthy scratch, so he wasn't even involved. But they got to use Khalil Herbert more because Justin Fields is not doing it right now. The passing game is not doing it. So they got to figure out their stuff. And they played the Chiefs, too. So if you're expecting a Justin Fields comeback against the Chiefs, I would be, I'd be shocked if that happened. So I'll say that. Other guys, I think one of the biggest studs of this week was my starting running back, Joshua Kelly, the backup for Austin Eckler. And I mentioned earlier, Eckler in week three is projected zero points. So Kelly might be starting for me again. He did not do well against the Titans, who's not involved in the passing game. He only had 3.9 fantasy points. They played the Vikings, though, which is an improvement. I will say that. But uh, Joshua Kelly, though, very disappointing for this week. But he's not a bad start still. Hopefully he can get a rushing touchdown. But he's going to most likely be the starter. Uh, another guy who Carlin just added, another Monday night football guy. And these Monday night football guys, they're just coming on the list left and right at this point. Uh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris. I mean, what is going on with the Steelers? I'm not going to lie. It's not been going well. Carlin, any thoughts on Najee Harris? Yeah, he got uh, 5.3 points this week, and it was the same amount of points as he did last week. Uh, And also, just before anyone comes at me, and says he did not get 5.3 points. He got this many points. My fantasy is a little bit different. Um, because what John, what when the Cowboys had that monster week, because John and I both had the Cowboys. I said, like, How many points they get? And they I think 32 for us, yeah. And I got 28, for, I got 28 from them. So we're both different, and I'm sure everyone else is different. Um, I know there are leagues that go off of horrible players. Um, but yeah, Najee just hasn't been productive, and I don't know if it's a Steeler thing or it's a fantasy thing where he's always gone. Um, because we're around here, and I always see Najee gone. I'm sure you always see Najee gone. But yeah, yeah he just hasn't been the same ever since Ben's rookie year. I was not whoa Ben his rookie year, not Ben's rookie year. He would be old. Oh my. Uh, you're right though. Uh, he had 5.3 fantasy points, both week one and week two, 5.3 fantasy points. So, yeah, Najee Harris, I would not start him with confidence. Jalen Warren, maybe might be better. I don't know, though. Steelers running back room, for fantasy purposes, it's a mess. In real life, I love the duo, but for fantasy, it's a mess right now. So I would avoid it as much as possible. Another running back room to avoid potentially right now is the Jets running back room. Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Neither of them got one point in fantasy. Dalvin Cook at 0.2. Brees Hall at 0.9. Both duds. Both of them were probably startable. But they went against the Cowboys defense. And they just shut them out completely. They play the Patriots next week. Not much better. Actually, Raheem missed a good game though. And uh, the Eagles running backs did okay. It's not an easy matchup, though. They're going to be relied on again, but I would not start either of them with confidence. Only start them if you're desperate and your starters are injured. But Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall were probably the two worst running backs this week when you really look at it because they did not contribute anything. I bet your kicker with maybe like two points did better than the two of them. So not good by the Jets running backs. 
Another guy who is back-to-back now on the dud list, Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans, who last season was an exciting rookie. Now just two straight duds. Uh, CJ Stroud is doing it in the passing game right now, not in the running game. Damian Pierce, 5.5 fantasy points. Not good. You probably drafted him as your RB2. He has not been performing like one, and I would try to get rid of him. I would. I don't like him, really, in his scenario. Um, Room for improvement. But then again, trading him, he probably has no value right now, though. So maybe hold on to him. But I would not start him with confidence. Another guy, he's only on the dud list because of his projection. Deion Jackson, he's projected 8.1. He plays for the Colts. He had zero points. Zach Moss instead had the big week. He had like eight. He had twenty fantasy points. Zach Moss did. Uh, he came back from injury and he took all the uh, running back snaps. So Deion Jackson, drop him honestly if you need to. Uh, Zach Moss is now a fantasy starter on a week by week basis. Um, next guys, I'll I'll just go through them real quick. Unless you have any thoughts on the last three running backs that we haven't covered yet. Nope. Nothing? Okay. I will skim through them real quick, and then we'll go on our break. Uh, The first guy, A.J. Dillon, who Aaron Jones was injured, and A.J. Dillon, who is a reliable starter in most other years, but this year he only had 7.3 fantasy points as a starter so far. Not good. Uh, Jordan Love did not rely on him. He did not get anything going. So... He might be the starter again next week because Aaron Jones is questionable again. So definitely look out for him. A.J. Dillon, you might have to start him again out of desperation, but I they play the Saints. That's not an easy matchup too, so I would not start him with confidence. Javante Williams, who is coming back from an injury, still working his way up, but he has not fully worked his way back up. Only 7.8 fantasy points for Javante Williams. Another guy who you probably drafted as your RB2, not producing well, but in time he might do better, I would say. But right now he's a dud. The last dud on this list, another personal guy, but this time in my other league, Josh Jacobs, 9.9 fantasy points, and he rushed for negative two yards, so he did all of his work in the receiving game to get 9.9 fantasy points. Two straight bad weeks for Jacobs, but he has a chance to improve against the Steelers. Carlin, before we get a break, my question to you. Do you think Josh Jacobs will have a big bounce back week against the Steelers, or will the Steelers shut him down? If uh, Mike McDaniel is smart enough to run the ball against us, then yes, he will. But I'm not confident that he is. Um... So yeah, uh, it all it's gonna depend. But if he plays it smart, and he most likely should, then yeah, he's gonna have a great week. I have a feeling. Okay, I, I like I it. told I told my buddy because at the game I said, um, if Nick Chubb never got hurt, we probably would have lost that game. That's true. That's very true. I mean, honestly, yeah, Nick Chubb was doing very well before the injury, but. That's very sad to see. We've covered that, I think, past two episodes. But, yeah. 
Uh, when we come back from the break, we will go through the studs and duds of the wide receivers, the tight ends, the defenses, the kickers, and give our waiver wire pickups for week three, the guys who you should be getting on your roster if they are still available. So stay tuned on Inside the Dome. Welcome back after the break. Um, let's move on to the studs for the wide receivers. Coming in, my boy, Keenan Allen, pulling in 31 points this week. He did great for me. Um, yeah, after not having a really big week last week, he came through against the Titans defense, and they still lost somehow. I told you to draft him, right? Yeah, you told me to draft my whole team. <laughs> yeah keenan allen i mean i'll say one thing too uh good old og member dan smith he and i always talk fantasy and he's been like oh i might want to trade him i might i might want to trade him i was like hold on to him hold on to him here's why he had the best wide receiver week in fantasy football for week two and he was really on this pace last season when he came back from injury, he was very consistent. So I kind of knew that going in. So that's why I told you two to like draft him as your flex as well. Because he was being valued pretty low. I would try to get him myself if he is available, but he wasn't. But Keenan Allen, very good. And I'd keep starting him. But this next guy, Carlin, this guy, he was on my waiver wire pickup thing last week. And he balled out. Puka. Nakua. Man, Puka Nakua. 30.1 fantasy points. He had like 15 receptions for 143 receiving yards. No touchdowns yet. The volume. I mean, he is literally Cooper Cup 2.0. He really is. I mean, if you picked him up last week, congrats to you. You just got yourself a starting wide receiver for now, I would say. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Cooper Cup, when he comes back, at least after at least week five, Cooper Cup could return. That's when I would be cautious with Puka Nakua. But you could trade him right now if you want to. If you want to get Puka Nakua off your team with the highest value possible, now would be the time, in my opinion, to trade him because his drop off. I don't want to say it's going to happen, but there is a possibility that Puka Nakua can drop off when Cooper Cup returns. But he has been incredible. He is a weekly starter despite the matchup because last week he played the San Francisco 49ers, which I think we can agree on. The Niners have the best defense in the league, and he just put up 30 points against them. So I think Puka Nakua is matchup proof, and I would be starting him no matter what. Next guy. On the list, Mike Evans. I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel like a lot of people avoided him because of Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield was having a solidly good season. Didn't have enough points to make it on the stud list, but Mike Evans did. Mike Evans had 29 fantasy points, uh, over 100, it's like 170 receiving yards or so, with the touchdown too. So he has been great. And 
he's a must start every week. He is back. He has not been affected since losing Tom Brady. So start Mike Evans. Next guy, who this guy was on the dud list last week, probably the worst dud of the week, but then just decide to have 28.9 fantasy points. T. Higgins, he is back, kind of. His running mate isn't back. We'll get to him later, but T. Higgins is back at least. 28 fantasy points, two touchdowns, eight receptions. So he has been very good now, and he is a weekly starter no matter what. Even with a dud week, he you, he will be in your starting lineup. There is risk while this Bengals offense is still figuring out. Maybe it will be the Jamar Chase show next week. Unknown. That's why I avoided the Bengals receivers. I really did. But they are must-starts. Uh, I'll talk about two more guys before Carlin has a new pick he just added. Uh, the first guy, Tyler Lockett, had a great week. 25.9 fantasy points, two touchdowns, especially a game-winning touchdown as well. People thought, oh, DK Metcalf, oh, Jas- Jackson Smith and the Jigba are now here. Tyler Lockett's going to be not as good. Tyler Lockett has been good. Uh, 25 fantasy points. I would be starting him as a flex player. They play, who do they play? My memory. It's fa- oh, they play Carolina. And Carolina struggled a bit at corner. They have Dante Jackson, but C.J. Henderson has been burnt toast, I would call him. So, Tyler Lockett, good starter in your flex. Last guy I'll talk about here, Christian Kirk. Had a big rebound game. He was on the dud list last week. And he had 21.9 fantasy points, double-digit receptions. He was very involved this week against the Chiefs. I don't know if it's going to be a week-to-week thing. There's other good receivers, which we'll get to later. But Christian Kirk excelled this week. So, Carlin, you just added somebody to the stud list. Do you care to talk about him? I do. I added Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison had 16.2 this week and 16.1 last week. Before you all say that that's not crazy good numbers, that's uh, almost six less than uh, Christian Kirk. Remember one thing. Jordan Addison is on a team with the best wide receiver in the NFL, maybe one of the best players in, in the NFL that's not a quarterback, um, with Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison has had two great rookie games Um. And honestly, if you do not have him, go get him. But he is a rookie. Remember that. Um, his draft value also could be really high right now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Jordan Addison doing great things. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to start him last week against uh, the Eagles until the boy said to. And I said, screw it. And I'm glad I did. Yeah, we told you to last second. But I think... We've talked about Jordan Addison a good amount. Back when we were doing the draft episodes and we talked about sleepers and steals, Jordan Addison was on the sleeper list because he is producing. He's a deep ball threat as well. And I think his role is just going to get bigger and bigger as the weeks go by. Like, yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson will get his load. But I think Jordan Addison could be a very good wide receiver too. I would only be starting him right now out of desperation because I don't think he's getting the volume, but he's getting the touchdowns. The touchdowns are kind of saving him right now. He's not getting as many catches. So start him if you have to. But 
he, like Arlen said, he's been consistent. So going to the duds now of the wide receivers. First guy, actually, Carlin, you could talk about him because he is your wide receiver one, I believe, or wide receiver two. I yeah, believe it this is. is the problem with uh, Jalen Hurts right now is he didn't really throw the ball. He threw the ball a lot to Devontae Smith, but A.J. Brown only had 6.9 points. He didn't do great <laughs> at all. Um, he's supposed to be the best wide receiver on that team, wide receiver number one, and he just didn't do anything. Um, Last week, I don't know how many points he got. I can tell you right here. Um, He had 14 points, so pretty mediocre for him. But he plays Tampa this week, so who knows? Maybe he'll get a little bit better. Uh, This Philly offense, this whole Philly team, actually, I feel like it's been very underwhelming. Um, And the only reason I'm saying that is because you barely went against New England. You barely went against Minnesota. Uh, They're John and I, Super Bowl 58 champions. They are. They have a really rough... Uh, schedule this year actually it's all right the biggest game they have is san fran that's really about it and dallas obviously um but yeah uh with that being said yeah they're my favorite to win the super bowl and aj brown needs to be part of that offense in order to actually win that super bowl right now he's not going to involve as much as he should yeah i agree like Carlin was saying, make sure if you have not listened to our playoff predictions episode, go back and listen to it. That was a fun one where we give our all of our playoff predictions round by round. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. But And it's all probably wrong by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had the Bengals going 13-4, and four, so they can only lose two more games this season, which is possible. But, yeah, it's going very well right now. Uh other duds on the wide receiver list. Uh, I mentioned Christian Kirk already as a stud. Uh, the other Jacksonville wide receivers, who both of them were very good last week, both of them were duds this week. Christian Kirk, not Christian Kirk. Oh my god, long day for me. Calvin Ridley, five point two fantasy points. Zay Jones, zero fantasy points. Zay Jones had two touchdown passes thrown on him, and he could not get both feet in on both attempts, so that hurt him. Calvin Ridley had a touchdown thrown at him. Same thing. He did not get both his feet in. So both of their days were hurt by that. I think with the Jacksonville receivers, it could really just be a week-by-week thing. I don't see consistency with Zay Jones at all. Kirk and Ridley, it's too early to tell. Both of them kind of alternated. So I don't know. This wide receiver room's got to figure itself out. Hopefully it's not a situation where it's one's good, one's bad. You ideally want to if, see it be both good. If um, Zay Jones caught those two touchdowns, Jacksonville would have won this game. True. Facts. I they would have won? It was a very close game when you really look at it and uh, missed opportunities. But, yeah, Jacksonville receivers, duds. Uh, moving on, Jamar Chase. Oh, man. Second week in a row, I believe. Last week, I did both Bengals receivers, and Jordan very angrily added Tyler Bo- Tyler Boyd to that list. And honestly, Tyler Boyd could probably be here again. I'm not going to look him up right now. But Jamar Chase had 8.1 fantasy points. For somebody who was probably drafted in the top five in most drafts, he's been bad, and I avoided him for that reason. I 
do not like him fully as a top five pick because first off, you have T Higgins who could steal stuff from him. Joe Mixon as well. So I kind of avoided him, but he has not been performing well. Same with the whole Bengals offense, but we've kind of talked about the Bengals a lot. So I think really Chase's production will come once Joe Burrow figures his stuff out. So Jamar Chase, back-to-back weeks. Uh, Tyler Boyd didn't do too bad. He got like 13 points. It's not great, but really not bad. Yeah. Damn, actually, let me look at it. Uh, so when John does that, let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. Because <laughs> Brandon Ayuk had a killer game against the Steelers. Three touchdowns. Bro only got seven points last week. I think, uh, man, Sean, what's his name? Who's the Rams head coach? Sean McVay. <sighs> Sean McVay. Uh, I almost said Sean Clifford. We are. Penn State. Yes, sir. Anyways, uh. Yeah, uh, Sean McVay uh, basically shut down Brandon Ayuk, um, which honestly um, it probably helped L.A. be kept in this game. Though Brandon Ayuk did get hurt at one point. I know that. I don't know how long he was out. But, yeah, yeah only that, 0.7 to 0.3 points. Yeah, that's why I kept him on the list because I won't put players on the list if they get injured during the game. But I had a feeling that Brandon Ayuk, I couldn't watch the whole game, but I had a feeling he came back in. So that's why I kept him on the list. If he was out after his injury, then I apologize. But for now, he's a dud. Just because last week he had, I think, like the best wide receiver week in fantasy. Second best because Tyree Kill happened. But right now with Brandon Ayuk, he is questionable to play on Thursday against the Giants. So Brandon Ayuk owners right now. Tonight. Be watching him. Yeah, tonight, actually, when this comes out. Uh... I can't see his projection right now. Uh, let me see. Um, that is the wrong guy. Uh, he is projected 13.6 at the moment, but that could change due to his availability. So keep an eye out on Brennan Ayuk. Last two guys, I'll go through them quickly. First guy, Jerry Judy. He just came back from an injury. His first week back, underwhelming, 5.5 fantasy points. Guys like Marvin Mims and somebody else, too, who's kind of a no-name. Last name Johnson, I believe, did better. So, Jerry Judy, not a good first week back. Hopefully, he and Russell Wilson can build a connection. I would not start him with confidence. And Van Jefferson, I just put him on personally. Because we've been talking a lot about the Rams and their receivers and how good they've been doing. But Van Jefferson has been somebody, he's a young receiver who I thought would really be wide receiver two on this team with Cooper Cup. But the fact that he has essentially been surpassed by Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, it's very sad to see Van Jefferson only get 1.9 fantasy points. I think he's really just fallen off, and he should not be on your fantasy team, I would say. But in terms of all these guys, too, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Jamar Chase, Ayuk, you still start them no matter what. Other guys proceed with caution. So, moving on to the studs of the tight end position. Real quick, Carlin, on your team, were there any studs for you on your team at the tight end position that you want to mention? No. uh, 
Darren Waller did absolutely crappy. Darren Waller has been crappy the past two weeks, dude. Darren Waller um, obviously had the uh, Cowboys defense week one, and then week two, he they had the comeback against Arizona. He only had like nine points, and he's not doing good, which is kind of scaring me. Uh, but one of the studs you did put down, I do have, and he's on my bench. <laughs> so it's going to come down. Should I start him tonight or not? Um, as we're recording this, obviously it's Wednesday night. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sold yet. I'm going to ask the boys tomorrow and see what we all think about doing it. But yeah, uh, Darren Waller not doing too hot. Yeah. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. So I'm going to mention him right now. Sam Laporta is your backup. Yeah. Sam Laporta. You told me to draft him. <laughs> I did, the whole and, team. and for good reason, because I think Sam Laporta can have a good role. He had 11.3 fantasy points, which really isn't that good. When you look at it, but for the tight end position, it was pretty good. So I mentioned it. Uh, yeah, double digits for a rookie tight end. Very good. Uh, in terms of your question, because I feel like some people might be in this dilemma, uh, because it is Thursday night football tonight. Uh, Darren Waller, should you start him? Over somebody like Sam Laporta. Waller plays the 49ers, who have very good linebackers in Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. If Sam Laporta was your backup option, right now, too, with the Lions, David Montgomery might not play, and Almanor St. Brown currently is questionable. I'd consider starting Sam Laporta over Darren Waller. If you got a situation like that, I'd start Sam Laporta. That's me. That's me. I could be wrong, but that's me. That's my advice. So, Carlin, there's your little recommendation from me. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, the best tight end performance in fantasy was TJ Hawkinson, who probably had maybe the best week last week, but the tight end position last week was terrible. I'm not going to lie. It was terrible. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, though, at 25 fantasy points, two touchdowns. Very good. He is a must-start every week, no matter what. Finally showed his worth. He's had double digits each week, which is very impressive. But Hawkinson, great week. Another guy who has had double digits each week. Hunter Henry, who is on my bench, of course, uh, for David Njoku. Can't believe it. I'm starting Hunter Henry, though, this week. He had 17.2 fantasy points. He has had a touchdown in back-to-back games. He's being involved even with Mike Gusecki as the other tight end. Hunter Henry has still been involved. I would start him. If your starting tight end is not Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, I would start Hunter Henry if you want to. I don't think he's bad. I think he's been producing each week, and I'd keep it going. Start Hunter Henry. I've liked what I've seen from him. Mark Andrews, first game back, 15.5 fantasy points. He makes the stud list. Double digits for a tight end is good. Mark Andrews is a weekly starter no matter what, so keep starting him. And the final guy I have on here is Travis Kelsey, who, honestly, for his standards, this was not a good week. He only had 12 fantasy points, but it is double digits, and it was his first week back. So, ideally, not a big stud for his value, but hopefully in the future. if I'll say this, though. Travis Kelsey has another 12-point game. I might call that a dud for his worth. For being picked in the first round, if he has back-to-back 12-point games, that's kind of dud-worthy, in my opinion. So, 
Moving on now to the duds. Carlin, uh, the first guy on this list, Pat Fryermuth. What are your thoughts about Fryermuth so Muth. far? First off, do I sound good? Because my mic kind of broke and I'm trying to fix it at the second. And I don't want to be sound, like screaming into the mic. You sound excellent. I've been the one with a weird okay, mic cool, cool. past couple episodes. So. All right, so uh, Pat Fryermuth, he's a great tight end. He's a very great tight end. The problem is, is that Steelers offense. Uh, if Ben was playing, Muth would have more than 1.2 points. I think we only said Muth one point. I think he only had a catch, maybe two catches. He had one catch. One yeah. catch for two yards. And the only reason There's I know that is because... The only reason I know that is because the whole stadium for uh, Steeler fans go moved ever since he, we had Heath Miller back in the day. Um, but yeah, 1.2 points is not good. And you know what's also not good? Kyle Pitts, 3.5. But with Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts hasn't really been relevant. Everyone hyped this man up going into his draft class, and he just hasn't been it. Oh, okay. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has the talent. That's the thing. Kyle he Pitts does, but Kyle Pitts doesn't count. have the points that he needs. Yeah. He only has like two touchdowns in his career. Kyle Pitts needs to get off the Atlanta Falcons because they just run the ball. Like he cannot get involved. He is too like if you put Kyle Pitts on the Chiefs, oh my god, he would go off. Like if you put him on any other team that's not the Falcons or the Steelers or Bears, I think he could go off. I mean, he is that talented. He just needs a good offense, man. He really does. I feel bad for him. He's literally just a weekly spot on the bus list. This was the same situation last season in fantasy. So if you drafted him, I feel bad for you. I don't know why you would draft him as your starter after last season. But he's not startable. He's not startable. Same with Pat Firemuth. Uh Dan has Pat Firemuth on his team, and his only other option was Tyler Higby. So I've been talking with him about potentially getting rid of Fryermuth or finding replacements. And I told him not to start Fryermuth next week because I don't trust this Steelers offense yet. I really don't. They got to show out one week. And it's not really... Same with Kyle Pitts. For Pat Fryermuth and Kyle Pitts, it's not really them as a player. It's their team and their situation. That's where fantasy can kind of be misleading sometimes. So they're both in very bad situations, and yep, they're both on the dud list. Uh, three other guys I have on the dud list: Tyler Higby, Dan's other tight end, Rip, four point two fantasy points. I thought he would start to deliver with no Cooper Cup, but it has just been the Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell show in terms of fantasy points. So Tyler Higby has not been able to contribute much. Very underwhelming, though that's kind of been Tyler Higby in general. Very underwhelming. Two other guys. First guy, he is on my fantasy team. Sam Laporta is my backup to this guy. George Kittle, he only had six fantasy points. Week one, he was also bust with four fantasy points. So I'm waiting for the breakout game with George Kittle. You kind of have to start him, unless you have somebody else that you like more, but you kind of have to start Kittle because I feel like Kittle will have his breakout game soon. Just waiting to happen. He's just not getting the catches, really. He really isn't. He's not being targeted enough. I'm calling it right now. Whoa, I hope I did not make that really loud. I'm calling it right now. His breakout game is going to be tonight. 
tonight. Yeah, I can tell you're fixing your mic right now. I can tell. Uh, you sounded very weird in that one instant. But uh, yeah, breakout game against the Giants. I would say start George Kittle tonight if you've been underwhelmed with him. I would start him. Give him one more chance here. Uh, especially Brandon Ayuk does not play. If Brandon Ayuk does not play, start George Kittle especially. Uh, last guy on the list, he is a victim of the terrible Bears offense. Cole Komet, only 7.8 fantasy points. I feel like people had high hopes for Cole Komet going into the season. More with Justin Fields potentially taking a next step. We have not seen that though. Cole Komet is still struggling because Justin Fields is still struggling. Very underwhelming, but that'll be it for the tight ends. Two more positions, and then we'll get to waivers. The defense. Man, I had to make a... Actually, while Carlin's fixing his mic right now, I'm going to talk about the other teams first. Before I get to the top defense of the week. So I'll let Carlton fix his mic. Um, the team that I, before Monday Night Football, that I had as a top team was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had 19 fantasy points. Uh, they played the Chicago Bears. They had a pick six, two interceptions. They just went off against Justin Fields. Bucks defense, very underrated. Week one, they... Played. Oh my god, who did they play week one? I'm blanking real quick. Um, the Buccaneer, but in general, I'll tell you all in a second. Well, my fantasy the Vikings, app. the Vikings, thank you, thank you, Carlin. Uh, keep fixing your mic, I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they played the Vikings week one, they played the Bucks week two, week three, though, they play the Eagles. So, I would recommend not starting the Buccaneers defense, but they were a good streaming option for week two. Um, moving on the Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys defense in both leagues, say, same as Carlin's as well. 16 fantasy points against Zach Wilson in the Jets. I told you all last episode, start the Cowboys defense. They're the best in the league in terms of fantasy football. And once again, I'm going to say it again, start them again. Start the Cowboys' defense. They are playing the Arizona Cardinals. They should be the number one defense next week. They should make easy work of Joshua Dobbs. So start the Cowboys' defense, definitely. Uh, Two more picks before hopefully we get Carlin back. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, They had 11 fantasy points against Jacksonville. I would not recommend starting them. That week against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a good offense, but they did well. Nothing elite, but 11 fantasy points is good. They do play the Bears this upcoming week, and you just saw how the Buccaneers did against the Bears, 19 fantasy points. I would start the Chiefs if you still have them on your team. Start the Chiefs defense. I think they could be a good fantasy defense this week. Hopefully, Justin Fields doesn't have the breakout game. I mean, if he starts running all over the Chiefs defense, I would feel sorry, but... I would recommend starting the Chiefs defense based on how the Bills have played week one and week two. Uh, Another team, the Miami Dolphins defense. They did well against the Patriots. Uh, They had 11 fantasy points. Uh, Dolphins defense, very good. They played the Broncos this upcoming week. I would be hesitant, though, because the Broncos offense has actually been not bad these first two weeks, especially against the Commanders. The Broncos defense has been good, so... 
If you have the Dolphins defense, it might be worth the start. Maybe they could do well. Maybe they could make Russell Wilson's job difficult, but I would not be confident. But the top fantasy defense in How about them two. Steelers, baby? Perfect time. Bro, <laughs> I know, right? I was literally like fixing it. I hope. Before, okay, so for people who don't understand this, John and I uh, can see each other the whole time. We've talked about this. Um, and we've talked about this in the clips we've posted on TikTok. Um, but I hope before you just make it the audio file and stuff, I hope you can see me and my struggles to fix this mic. Like come welcome. around the 27th. Oh, you were? I was. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny because uh John and I have the same mic. And there's like two little spacers that are supposed to go between the mic thing to hold it. And I lost one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I, I threw it away because I was like, I don't need this. And I was like, oopsies. Anyways, let's talk about the Steelers. Uh, that game was legendary. Obviously, Alex Highsmith had the pick six and the fumble six. Um, And uh, T- TJ Watt had that. Uh, well, yeah, TJ Watt had that fumble six. Um, I don't think there was any interceptions or anything. Uh, there was the one fumble. Oh, there were two. Two. Who intercepted the ball? Oh. Highsmith, who was other Highsmith, or maybe just one. I think, yeah, just one. But they played. They played great, surprisingly, for uh, how many points the Browns scored. But I think what carried them was their uh, scoring themselves. I remember was at the game, and I was like, "Dude, I wonder how this Steelers fantasy did." And some random guy goes, "You want to know?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want to know." It said twenty three points, and I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "That's not the highest for the week." Dallas had to get more. Nope, they didn't. Steelers did. Uh, I, surprised. I had to add them last second because I was like, oh, geez, Steelers had 23. Oh, my God. I saw a take um, that Steelers have the best defense in the league. Don't Let's not overreact here. Uh, seeing 23 points, you're probably like, wow, the Steelers are actually really good. Maybe if they're like, I should trade for them or pick them up. It's week two. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that just yet. Just wait. Um, because we know how to run offenses, and when you actually have a running back to play against us, you'll see what happens. You saw what happened with CMC. You're going to see probably what happens with Josh Jacobs next week. Well, this week, actually. So, but keep an eye on them, because it could be like an 85 Bears thing. We might not win the Super Bowl with this team, with the way the offense is, but the 85 Bears defense did carry them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the Steelers' so, defense is actually a pretty good option. I mean, if they can shut down Josh Jacobs and make Jimmy G throw. I mean, the Steelers' defense, for fantasy purposes, not in real life, for fantasy purposes, I think they're decent, especially for some other later matchups. But uh, I'm going to go really quick through the duds here and the kickers because I want to keep this episode. It's already probably an hour, so I want to kind of keep it rolling here. Duds on defense, Giants defense, minus two against, oh man, against the Cardinals. I have to apologize. Let me go back up to week one. Yep, week one, I did streaming units. I picked the Giants versus the Cardinals. I told you all to do that. I was wrong here, mainly because I think the Giants defense is not good now. Uh, they, They really made me upset. I don't know why Josh Dobbs would just go off against them, but underwhelming don't trust them jets defense against the cowboys i think jets are very matchup proof they do play 
Mac Jones, so maybe they'll be startable, the Jets' defense, but we'll see. They had minus one against the Cowboys. Packers' defense had zero. Not very good. And 49ers' defense against the Rams had only four fantasy points, so nothing great. For them, they play uh, the Giants. Yeah, 49ers' defense plays the Giants. So both these two defenses. Um, Don't start the Giants' defense, obviously. And I would start the 49ers' defense easily. Uh, the Giants have not improved. They don't have Saquon Barkley. I think they're going to make Daniel Jones' life a living hell. I will say that. Uh, kickers. Let me ask you this real quick, Carlin. One thing I'll ask you with kickers. Do you own any of these kickers on your team? Stud or dud? Yes, and you know which one I own. Which one? Who do you think I own? Is it Young Wiku? Did I have you get Young Wiku? Yes, Young Wiku. Young oh, Wiku yes. got 13 points this week. He's one of our studs. He's our number three stud. Um, yeah, Elena mainly just runs down the field, and then when they can't provide, which is majority of the time, um, they kick. Though they are 2-0, so thank you, mm-hmm. Young Wiku. Jake Moody right above him getting 14 points, and then right above Jake Moody is Brandon Aubrey with the top week of 18 points a kicker. Bro literally had more points than Trevor Lawrence. He did. That's sad. And Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'll make a couple comments with the kickers. Um, Young Wiku's in my one league. Jake Moody's in my other league. So, hell yeah. I love Young Wiku, and I will never drop him. Uh, Brandon Aubrey, I will say this thing. He is the Cowboys kicker, new kicker. Last season, the Cowboys kicker, Brett Maher, was the best in the league. And I think that kind of says something. I think Dallas kickers do well in fantasy. So, if you did not get Brandon Aubrey, if he's still available, get him. Because Cowboys no, kickers do well. They don't do good in postseason. That's true. But fantasy football is not a postseason thing. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Brett Maher, speaking of him, with the Broncos. Or no, no, he's with the Rams now. Oh, my God. Uh, he keeps switching teams. He had 13 fantasy points. Another good week from him. Jake Elliott had 12 for the Eagles. Good kickers there. The Duds, real quick. Jason Myers had only five points. I only put him down because he missed two field goals. And then these last two guys, Evan McPherson with six and Harrison Bucker with five. Not terrible, but the reason why I put them on the list is because people like to draft high for these kickers. And I think you're ridiculous because I think you could have gone Brandon Aubrey without a draft pick and you would have been fine. Like people go too high for kickers. People go too high for Justin Tucker, who only had 10 points this week. Like people like to go high on kickers. I would only do it for Young Wei because I personally love the guy. But uh, you should never waste a high pick for a kicker. Never. Because you can Bro. get a Jake Moody or Brandon Aubrey. Brandon Aubrey still available on my free agents. If yeah, I would say get him, but you have Young Wei And I you should never, never drop Young Wei Never. Yeah, Koo's by week, week 11. I mean, probably what will happen is he probably most likely will be sitting there, hopefully, so then I could drop, like, a random player and put him on. I literally just picked up Micah Parsons on Fantasy, literally, like, five minutes ago. Your league's weird with your defense. Yeah, my league's very weird. With the defense, the offensive player, I don't really like this flex. Then again, I am 2-0 without even having a quarterback in that spot. And you can't even count last week because Ryan Tannehill uh, got two points. Moving on, though, uh... Uh, are we going to the duds for kickers, or did you say the final two? I already did. I'll do. I can do this next part quickly because this next part 
has already been posted on Instagram and our Twitter slash X. So everything I'm about to say here, I'll do a speed run for it because some of it's kind of outdated at this point. Um, I'll bring you in if there's something interesting, but we're also 34 minutes, 35 minutes in the second half. So I just want to get through this quickly. Um, waiver wire pickups for week three. Uh, like I said, make sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter slash X because I post those on Tuesday. So you could be ready, but I will go through the list. So if any of these guys are still available in your league, get them. They would be good depth, but I feel like some of these guys are probably gone at this point when this is dropping. So, like I said, make sure to follow the social media so you can get this information earlier. Uh, quarterbacks. Carlin's backup quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, had a bounce-back week, 21 fantasy points. He's only at 4.7% of teams. And when I say these percent of teams that they're rostered on, this is Tuesday stats. So, just so you all know. Uh, but I bet a lot of people dropped Tannehill after week one, so get him as your backup, potentially. Sam Howe, 21 fantasy points, was on 9.4% of teams. Another potential backup there for you. Baker Mayfield, 18 fantasy points, was on 10% of teams on Tuesday. Another backup option for you. He's had two double-digit weeks, Baker Mayfield. And Mac Jones, even though he had 13 fantasy points last week, Jordan and I talked very well about Mac Jones, was only on 12.6% of teams. Mac Jones might be a decent backup option. We will see that throughout the season. Running backs. I only put this guy on here because he is available in my 10-man league still, and I sadly missed out on him. Kyron Williams, 28 fantasy points. Uh, rostered on 60% of leagues. I bet that is completely at 90% at this point, if I had to guess. But Kyron Williams, if you got him, good job. And he should be starting for you. Zach Wilt. Not Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. If I said Zach Wilson. Zach Moss of the Colts. I mentioned him earlier in the episode. 20 fantasy points was only on 32% of teams. I got him in my 10-man league. If he is somehow still available, get him for now. I think if you need an RB2, he could potentially be it. Matt Breida was only on 1.1% of teams. Did not do anything last week. But he is now the starting running back for the Giants because Saquon Barkley is out. If you need a running back, probably don't start him tonight because he's playing the Niners, but he's available. This next group, actually, I'm going to bring you in on this, Carlin. Um, Jerome Ford, uh, I didn't get his points when I was doing this, unfortunately, but he, I think he had like 20 or so, was rostered on 9.1% of teams, but recent development, Kareem Hunt has signed with the Browns. So you got a two-man backfield here. Uh, Carlin, what do you think about the Browns' backfield going forward? Any thoughts? You're muted. You know how many points he had uh, last week? Ford? Drum Ford, yeah. I think it was like 20 or so. 24.1 He had a big big run and a receiving touchdown. Yeah, that big run did help him. Um. But yeah, getting Kareem Hunt. Um, Kareem Hunt will be the number one, but I mean, Jerome Ford, keep pushing him, be the one to punch down in uh, Cleveland because that's basically what they're relying on with a horrible quarterback. And yes, he is a horrible quarterback. I'm not. He's better than Kenny Pickett right now, but he's not a good quarterback. Um, but yeah, them picking up Kareem Hunt. That was today, right, or was it yesterday? Yeah, uh, Wednesday. 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 We're so recording today. this on Wednesday, so yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. 
Uh, we'll see what happens. It's kind of funny to let him go, and then they're like, "Hey, uh, you want to come back? <laughs> you want to come back? Uh, sorry, running back got injured. Do you want to come back?" Uh, yeah, Cream uh, Hunt. I picked him up in my fourteen-man league, so I think Ford's gonna be the starter this upcoming week, but it could turn in the future. Um, continuing the little run here, Latavius Murray, eleven point one fantasy points, only on point six percent of teams. He might be the new backup to James Cook, Damian Harris. Not as good. Uh, they're using Murray more in pass protection downs, too, and on the goal line. So look at Latavius Murray, potentially. Wide receivers, if you missed out on Puka Nakua last week, Tutu Atwell was still available in 31% of fantasy on fantasy teams. He had 15.2 fantasy points last week. Very consistent. Tutu Atwell. So if you missed out on Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell might not be bad. Josh Reynolds. Didn't you just get him, Carlin? Josh Reynolds? I did. There you go. Because he was on the list. 23.6 fantasy points last week. Had like 12 the week before. Was only on 4.7% of teams. Especially with Amadora St. Brown questionable. Josh Reynolds might not be a bad start. He's wide receiver 2 on the team. Might not be a bad start if you need him. Uh, Marvin Minge Jr. 20.3 fantasy points for the Broncos. Only on 7.2% of teams. I would not start him though. He did a lot of that on, like, two catches. So, but he is somebody down the line who might be decent. He is a rookie, second-round rookie. Uh, moving on, Texans receivers, Robert Woods, 13 fantasy points on 6.4% of teams. Two solid weeks for Robert Woods. Um, Nico Collins is wide receiver one, but wide receiver two, not too bad. Robert Woods, wide receiver three on that team. Tank Dell, 20 fantasy points last week, rookie. Tank Dell, I should say, only on 3.8% of teams. I tried to get him in my 14-man league. I failed miserably. But in you smaller leagues, he might be available. Take him. He might be a little steal in the future, but we will see. Last guy for wide receivers, Devontae Parker, 11.7 fantasy points for the Patriots. Finally returned. He did not play week one. And that Patriots wide receiver room is kind of messy. Last week, I said Kendrick Bourne. And Kendrick Bourne did not have a great week. So that's a messy room. You also have Juju in that room, too. So it's kind of messy. But Devontae Parker had the best week out of the receivers. Tight ends. If Hunter Henry is not on your team yet, get him. He was on the list last week. Uh, 17.2 fantasy points. Rostered only on 34.6% of teams as I'm recording this. Um, that pro- that number has probably gone up. I would be surprised if he is still available, but if he is, get him as your backup. Cade Otten of the Bucks, good fan, good fantasy tight end last season, but he had ten fantasy points this week. Uh, he was only on one point one percent of teams, so he's probably still available in a lot of leagues. But as Baker Mayfield starts to get better, Cade Otten could start to get better too and go back to the last year form. Uh, second year tight end, by the way, Tyler Conklin was the only good receiver other than Garrett Wilson, maybe, from the Jets. Had five catches, 10 fantasy points, only on 12.7% of teams. I don't trust this Jets offense at all, but and I kind of hated Tyler Conklin, but if you are desperate for a backup tight end, there you go. And finally, to wrap up this episode, the best streaming units for defense. I got this so wrong last week with the Giants. I'm going to try to do better here. Jaguars versus Texans. Uh, Texans or the Jaguars are only on twelve point one percent of teams, so they are available. Honestly, though, 
I wouldn't be too confident, but the team I am confident in the Patriots versus the Jets. Patriots are only on 57% of teams. Get the Patriots defense. They've always been consistent. I praised them a while back. They're playing the Jets. Patriots should have a good week. But Carlin, I just talked a lot there. Um, as we wrap up this episode, uh, any final thoughts for you, Carlin, as you come back to your microphone there? Uh, you didn't even hear me there. Uh, Carlin, any no. final thoughts? Um, yeah, we anything is finally here. Uh, we got one more episode for you guys dropping tomorrow uh, before we have the weekend off. But we will not have the weekend off because, remember, we were always posting on TikTok and X um, as well as Instagram. And we have some things coming very, very shortly in the book, probably the beginning of October. One huge thing uh, I think is going to be finally happening. And I think Johnny and I are very, very excited about that. So look forward to that in October. Um, and yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, we'll wrap this up. We're going a bit long. We're probably over an hour at this point. So thank you all for listening. Like Carlin said, tomorrow's episode will be college football week four preview. Yeah, it's week four. Um, yeah, we'll go through our predictions. It should be a very fun episode tomorrow there's a lot of good matchups a lot of good matchups we're gonna have a lot of fun might be a third member we'll see but it's gonna be very fun so definitely stay tuned for tomorrow's episode i really can't wait to record it so stay tuned for it uh make sure to follow us on instagram twitter slash x facebook tiktok like carlin said we're posting on them regularly now so make sure you're following all of those especially tiktok carlin's been doing well with the tiktoks lately uh, you can see some fun moments where you can actually see our faces, too. And then when you're listening to this, you can't see our faces. So if you want to see our faces here and there, go on the TikTok and watch <laughs> some of our TikToks. So you can actually see what we look like when we're recording. So that's a little funny thing. But you can find all of those links and all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you're an Apple podcast, you're overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. Other than that, another week in the books. San Fran Giants tonight. There might be some good fantasy players to watch out for, primarily on the 49ers side. So stay tuned for that game. Make sure to watch it. We won't do a reaction to it because we will be recording college football. But other than that, with Carlin Jacob, I'm John Dodera. Have a great day, everyone. And see you next time on Inside the Dome.